Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 250. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Ho-Ho-Ho Andy. Thank you. I like that. Tuning in, hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our last sports podcast of the year right after this. Uh, But also, we're not going to leave you high and dry uh, until New Year uh, begins. We're going to have our best of come out uh, like it does every year. Sometime in the in in the winter break, so stay tuned. But uh, we do have a lot on our plate, Andy. Uh, did your plate flood for one? It rained a whole lot. Nor- uh, specifically in Irvine today, it was wonderful. I got some good looking shots of of the world. Uh, right behind my office building, there's a big like drainage thing, and it was like a uh, you could have had a raft down there. It was, oh it was wow, pretty nice. Uh, it all drains out to the back bay there. Yeah, uh, the ocean looks disgusting for about two and a half days now. Yeah, it's but brown it's, behind my house. It's uh, you know, it's it's nice. It seems we need it. Everyone says that every time. It gets annoying. But, we need it. But you know, it's true. Like you know, we're we're as a species, we need water. So and we live in a place where we us. don't get rain. Yeah, so. just let it drop from the sky. I uh. I had to drive all over today for work and I was, I drove in an area where literally the sidewalk, you couldn't see it. It was flooded. It was crazy. A couple of spots, in fact, where that was going on and the wind too was just nuts. Oh yeah. So that's our one storm of the year. I opened my car door. So it's already raining pretty hard. And it blew off. It, yeah, it blows it right open, and then all the the wind blows the right into the car, and I had to like jump out and run. Yeah. Do you own an umbrella? No. Yeah, I have one, yeah. and it usually just sits in the you know cup holder of the back seat door. And it's I've I bought it in like 2012 or something, and I've literally used it maybe seven times. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had one, but I left it at the Japanese restaurant, and uh. The guy that owns a restaurant was like, I'll send it back to the hotel. Yeah, Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what you've been watching. Uh, that, was, that was a couple weeks ago. Yes, it was. And that was a good one. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, exciting. And uh, there's, you know, a 50% chance of rain in the forecast. But that's like on Tuesday, like a week from now, I think, as we record this. So it'll probably be 81 degrees that day. Um other places where you live and you're listening and you get weather and you hate it, be grateful. I know we're being, you know, buttheads because we're complaining that it's 80 degrees all the time. My skin doesn't like the sun that often. No skin yeah. should like that sun that much. Be thankful you have snow or rain, whatever. Uh, but also, we should be thankful that we don't have uh, tornadoes that destroy yes, our buildings. Yes, yeah, I was thinking that as I was saying that. Awful out of uh, mostly Kentucky, Oklahoma. Yeah, that area, Indiana. You know, I still don't understand that. I thought the movie Twister solved that with uh, Dorothy. Uh, well, Bill Paxton passed uh, a few years back, so uh, progress stopped on it in the project. So. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> true. I just added another movie of his to my list of things to watch. U five seven one. Okay. Bon Jovi's in it. That's what I remember from it the most. Interesting. I love yeah. a submarine movie. I, I didn't know that until recently. And uh, it's on Showtime. So You really love that scene from uh, Beer Fest where they're in the same. Yeah, I had a bad experience. <laughs> Is that his Which, movie? Because this one's about World War II. No, that's a reference to the movie uh, Das Boot. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Yeah, and uh, condolences to the couple of states that had that the tornadoes shitty time for that. I guess there's never a good time for that. Um, Really quick, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies, Andy. This is another just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Um, why is it that every movie where actually they actually do have Santa, no adult understands that there's Santa? How do they not understand, oh, there's a gift getting left behind on our under the tree. I didn't provide that. But Santa's not real, you dumb kid. You should know that. 
I mean, how many Christmas movies like point out the illusion of it? Because yeah, the, the adults have to pretend, and in the, the fiction of the movie, there should be a Santa. The only movie I can think of is well, there's the one I watched, The Grinch. Okay, and the Fat Man. <laughs> well, there's one I watched this year that definitely points out there that there is no Santa. Oh, but that's the other way where they don't. Oh, okay, where but, there aren't gifts. I'm saying, yeah, that's normal. You can have that all day, all day long. Spoiler alerts. Uh, but if you're in a movie where the uh, like the Santa Claus, perfect example. Like, stop telling him that there's a Santa. It's like, and okay, I get it. it it's geared to. towards children, but not all of these things are. Eh, actually, all of these things are kind of kids' movies. But it's like, God damn it! Like, why make this adult so stupid? Like, what? It, where'd that come? Uh, your your mom must have gotten that gift for you. I didn't do it. God damn it! Every movie. I guess I haven't watched enough and real Christmas have, movies. You're yeah. running out of time. I mean, Christmas is basically here. Yeah, I gotta watch that one that's on HBO. It's probably nah. terrible, but that trailer did not. No, it didn't look good, but you, you know you gotta do it. I don't think so. <laughs> I have a cutoff of my childhood. If it's great, and I'll like any time I'll watch it. If it's shitty, but it's from my childhood, I'll, I'll still watch it. I watch Jingle yeah. All the Way like every other day, Andy. Come on. You know, I saw it was it was on like every service possible. Like it's on Disney and it's on HBO and it's on Hulu. They're just like, yeah, go wild, everyone. Yeah, this year too, they uh, have Christmas Vacation and Elf on HBO. And it's like, usually yeah. those are just banned. Like you have to buy them. They were at the movie theater too. Well, I was looking last weekend. They were playing. Uh, that? How do you fold clothes and watch at the movie theater? You, no, you don't. You get your popcorn and you enjoy it. And you, I wonder what that'd be like. I've never done that. Gone, gone, seen an old movie like that. But. Uh, I watched Home Alone in my sister's movie theater on Friday. Big, okay. big league over here. It's okay, not a full size up. theater, but it's you know it's a movie theater. I'm talking movie. about going to an actual like an AMC and shit and seeing an old movie. That's what I'm saying they have there. No, I've never done that. Yeah, that was as close as I've come, and it was actually quite lively. Also, quick aside. They got the uh, Lego land, uh, like Lego house from Home Alone box set thingy, like 4,000 pieces and built it. And it's terrific. It's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know they, they made that. I mean, Lego makes so many weird stuff. I know there's well, a Jerry Seinfeld apartment Lego. I guess uh, uh, how this works is like you can make your own little like mock up of it and submit your ideas. And then they pick ones that they like and actually make them. Yeah. Okay. So some guy submitted Kevin McAllister's house and it made it. It's complete with the the okay plumbing truck. It has okay. Kevin McAllister on a sled and you can push him down the stairs through the front door. Uh, a complete with a tree house. My brother-in-law hadn't finished building that though. A tarantula? Yes, on the okay. stairs going to the yeah. attic. It has the shelves and Buzz's room and you can pull a little like lever and they'll fall. It's amazing. So it yeah. opens up like a dollhouse, but it's all Legos. It's, it has a basement. It's crazy. You touch I, the uh, doorknob of the Lego and it's actually it hot. It burns your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. Um, but yeah, so Christmas movies. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what other ones there are where they're either all in or it's like bad. Otherwise, it's like the other way where it's like bad Santa or something where it's like, no. It's more real. Uh, but again, I think those are generally more geared towards they're for adults. But I don't know. Maybe the Christmas Chronicles is all in on it. I don't quite remember. That's that Kurt Kurt Russell thing? Yeah. Well, he was a Santa, right? Yeah, but I'm saying I, I don't remember if the mom knows there's a Santa. Oh, yeah. Or not. Because yeah. that's the the real anomaly. There's not many of those. The one, that, the only one that came to mind right off the bat was uh, the Grinch. I mean, Elf. He lives with Santa, and, and he's the only one who knows it. They but, literally see Santa, and then but, finally, but James Con didn't believe in him. No, but I yeah. mean, he dies. So, but he's Jewish, I think. No, I thought they were Jewish. I don't remember. They might be. <laughs> I don't know. But no, because his wife is like, you have to come home. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay. That wouldn't have mattered. 
Okay, well, let's move on. Christmas stuff. Look for these kinds of things. I don't know. They usually don't bug me, but this year, I think I just because I've watched so much. Been, I've been celebrating Christmas since November 1. Uh, it, it just it piles on. All right, so we have a, a new Adam McKay movie. I bet won't star uh, Will Ferrell about Elizabeth Holmes. No, so this movie's been uh, in the in the works for a while. They've been trying to get it get it made. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, the the founder of Theranos, currently on trial. Uh, but there was an HBO documentary last year, I think, Something that like a lot that. of people watched. It was pretty popular. I didn't watch it, but it was. Nor did I. Yeah, that's what people know of the story. So I don't know how much people wanted a uh, a real version, a a fiction version, but. Uh, it's finally happening. Adam McKay directing with uh, Jennifer Lawrence starring as uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, it's going to be made for Apple TV Plus. So they're they're the ones behind it now. Uh, I think they have unlimited money. So uh, they're they're going ahead with it. Uh, and notably, Adam McKay just put out his new movie this year or this past week. And not the greatest reviews, some, some real mixed reception. But uh, I'm still looking forward to it. It's coming out on Netflix. On Christmas Day, I believe, is the, the release, but it uh, did get released in theaters on last Friday in some places and not everywhere. But uh, you could definitely find it if you're looking for it. But uh, Weird, weird announcement to be like, oh, it's finally happening on like right when his movie is out. But yeah, I just cut uh, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Um, I just wanted to make sure I watched Charlie Brown Christmas and I yeah. did so. I've had it since I got my la- iPhone 12, I think, because it's been free that whole time. Like they gave me a six month extension. Yeah, I mean, they, they they have they've made a lot of stuff, but they were just so far behind in that they don't have anything to pull from the old days, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we've been watching the morning show, but that's over. We watched Defending Jacob. And that was just a one time thing. Yeah, that's all. I watch all space? of the Charlie Browns and, you know, Thanksgiving, the Halloween and, and Christmas. That's it. So I'm done. I'll come There's back. There's space uh, show that's supposed to be good. Yeah, but uh, again, like, who has the time? <laughs> it's space, though. We'll come we up to it, but there's a new, not new, a newer streaming uh, service that I think is going to win my 495 here pretty soon. We'll get there. Yeah. All right, should we move it on down the line? Uh, tell us about M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, he's, he's got his new movie uh, ready. It's going to come out next year. It's called Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Bautista. And uh don't have any, any more details of what it is, but uh, he's he's working again. He's he's putting out a movie every other year, it seems like. so. Uh, he's, Who's he's knocking? Back. You think Dave Bautista is knocking, or is he I, responding to a knock? I'm going to think he's going to be the guy in the cabin. I think he's got to be the knocker. Who is going to knock on a cabin that it has him inside? Multiple people. I don't think so. But they're actually plants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. You just can't. You can't predict it. You can't it's predict algae. It. It's yeah. the plant from the little shop of horrors. Yeah, you just you don't know. I mean, he's going to surprise you. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe Batista is not even a real person. We don't know. He's been dead the whole time. Sure. It's not even his cabin. He's the ghost that they're trying to get rid of. And it actually takes place in the past. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was the present day. Nah, you can carbon date pretty easily. What are they holding against their ear when they're on the phone? There's no technology, though. You don't know. I guess. I don't know. I'm in. I still want to watch old. I'm waiting for the price drop for the rental uh, or to just appear on FX. Yeah, I don't know where that would go. There's still like know. six bucks to rent it. Yeah, they got to put a deal on that someday. Someday needs to come soon. I'm I'm running out of patience. Are you sure it's not just coming to HBO? I have no idea. I don't watch those like you know trailers they do anymore, where it's like here's what's coming in the you know next three months. We'll see. If you know, write into Andy and let us know. All right, Andy, tell us about Deep Water Not Horizon. This is the prequel with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't even know why it's called Deep Water. It's a strange name for, I think, what's supposed to be a uh, like a thriller movie. I don't know, but like a 
a personal romantic thriller, not a like uh, guy has to run from the government or anything. Uh, but it's a deep water. It's Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. And the reason this movie is notable is that they uh, they ended up getting together during the filming of this movie and then had a public breakup, which uh, I didn't know all about it. I mean, I guess there's some people that are really into it because it was a big story during the pandemic and everything. Uh, there was a, a paparazzi photo of uh, someone throwing away a cardboard cutout of her uh, that was in his house. So it's like a, he had to get rid of it, obviously. Uh, and then it turned out that that, that person, because that person was all masked up, uh, was Casey Affleck throwing away. So it was uh, really helping his brother out during a tough time. Why didn't he put on uh, a bed sheet? <laughs> but so there's a lot of weird drama uh, behind this this movie. Of It's like, oh, you can't really sell this movie as like, oh, these two people, like now that they like hate each other. So this has got to be some uh, executive producers from the big short or something. It's got Finn Whitrock. Yeah. And Tracy Letts both right. uh, starred in the big short. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know the whole history behind it, but this was a I guess part of Disney slash Fox or whatever. Uh, and they're like, uh, we can't. This was supposed to come out in January and they decided they're pulling it and they're going to send it straight to Hulu at some point uh, with no date announced. But uh, I don't know. Ben Affleck, what a what a weird like five years it's been. Yeah, he's really been up and down and around. Like, yeah, he like it's like he spirals down and then it's like he's back up and then now he's down again and now I don't I don't know. He last thing we saw he was a blonde king in that uh, Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, so I so, watch that. So, I yeah. liked the way back. I mean, any basketball movie, I'm pretty much already like two thirds of the way on board. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be any basketball in this one though. I doubt it. All right. Well, when does that come into Hulu? They had no date. They just said, well, it's pulled from the release schedule. One day. But yeah, 2029. Yeah. All right. Don't hold your breath. All right. Tell us about a new Kingsman, Kingsman. Kingsman 3. So this is uh, this is quite confusing for, mm-hmm. for some of you. Uh, they, they made two Kingsman movies with Taron Egerton and uh, Colin Firth. Uh, and then they decided uh, not to make a third one, but to make a prequel called The King's Man, which is finally getting a release next week, I think December 22nd. And uh, early reviews have been not very positive, but hopefully better than the second one. Uh, but they also then just announced that, OK, there is going to be a real Kingsman 3. So it'll be the fourth movie in the franchise, but it'll be Kingsman 3. So just to be clear, uh, very, very confusing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I these movies are fine, but yeah, I, I still want to see the the prequel. Uh, it's got a bunch of weird people in it and everything, and it's World War One time, which is you know not covered all that much. Yeah, so. I do like that part. They just to death with World War Two. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll check it out eventually. I don't know if I'll go to the theaters to see it, but. Uh, that second movie just wasn't, wasn't good after such a fun first movie. And it's like, uh, it's like, so this is going to be the third attempt at a follow-up to that movie. It's like, uh, you're not, you're not getting it. I don't know. So the third, the Kingsman three will be the regular cast this time, but uh, I don't know. Do something else. Maybe if Kingsman three doesn't work out, I have to think they'll be doing something else. Yeah. All right. Well, fancy. Uh, we have a lot of trailers to discuss. I think we probably have, I have three on my own. How many did you have? I've got six. Oh boy. Should we start kind of small? Uh, I guess, depending on who you are. Um, let me just quick say also Paramount plus that's who I was talking about earlier. They might be earning my money. Um, they, I believe have Yellowstone which everyone keeps telling me it's amazing. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Well, they have, I guess, two things. One, I don't really care about to watch, but kind of could be neat. Another thing that I definitely want to watch, but we'll start with the middle of the road. Halo. Yes. That's what I, I watched the trailer. It looks entertaining, but it's 15 years too late for me. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they're still making Halo games. They put one out this past week. So oh, I don't doubt it, but <laughs> I'm not the audience anymore. Those think... were the days of, you know, going to our neighbor's house, staying up until, you know, 1140, having, you know, Cheez-Its or in, in, the, in the case I would make fun of kids, Tostitos and uh, playing multiplayer rockets or snipers uh, and just playing the game, Master Chief, whatever. But I don't care anymore. I'm not I don't play that. I, I'm not going to watch a movie or a TV show version of something I played 15 years ago. Well, I think that's who their target audience is, is people who were 12 years old when Halo came out and now are in their 30s. So uh, so are you on board? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I talked about it when I talked about Dune, that it's like when I saw what they were able to do with Dune, I was like, they could finally make a Halo movie and they're, well, they're actually making a Halo show. Uh, but like CGI is good enough to just make these uh, ancient buildings and all this stuff. But from the, the trailer, it's like, yeah, they're, they they have that. But then the uh, human actors seem to be in not greatest quality sets. But again, this is it's a streaming series. It's not a big budget movie. So uh, that's probably to be expect to be expected. Uh, I wonder where this takes place in the storyline or if it's its own storyline. Uh, Pablo Schreiber is Master Chief. They confirmed that he's playing Master Chief. So I don't know. There's there's a Cortana in it. I saw. So I don't know. I'm definitely want to see what it is. Uh, but that's still next summer, I believe, is what they said. So nine episodes pa- yeah. too. Coming to Paramount and uh, was going to go to Showtime, and they're like, oh, let's just kind of put our big stuff to Paramount Plus now. So. All right. Well, uh, should we start with the next thing on Yellowstone, a prequel to Yellowstone or on Paramount Plus Yellowstone's prequel 1883. Yeah, that's a weird. Was Yellowstone even a national park at that point? I don't know my history. Not in 1883. Did people live there? I guess, according to this show. Well, isn't that the show in Yellowstone? They have like the only plot of land that's private property in the park. That would make sense. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of the show, but I think that's what it is. And so I think they have, you know, a, a lot of acreage and they had it, you know, their grandfathered in kind of a thing. So they have all this, these people trying to, you know, come in and put a hotel in there and that kind of crap. And, you know, they run a, you know, leather goods empire, or God knows what, and things like of that nature. So I think this one, which also stars Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam Elliott, not to bury the lead. Um, I watched the trailer on Friday. Billy Bob Thornton's in there. I'm in. I mean, I love Wild West, Montana. I, I, I'm i into that crap. I think it's, it'll be fun. Montana probably looks the exact same, too. You go 100 years ago, 200 years ago, it's all the same. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing. Montana's been around for millions of years. Yeah. Billions of years. Trillions, Andy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Paramount Plus coming around. Going to make them uh, earn their keep. Now, the last big one I have, and I'm sure this is on your list, Lakers, but teaser trailer, which gave out a lot of info for a teaser. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Comes out in March. You're talking about winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah, I just call it Lakers. Yeah, that's the full title because uh, the obvious title would have something to do with uh, Showtime, which uh, would uh, cause some brand confusion there with HBO. So uh, they went with Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Yeah, Showtime on HBO. Yeah. Uh, There's a million people on this. Just to keep popping up. Yeah, it just keeps going. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in this? First off, everyone probably grew up watching these people trying to get to LA. Yeah. Well, I saw it. Who was Jason Siegel playing in it? I don't I didn't see him in there, but Isn't I saw Larry he's bird. Uh, no, he's Paul Westhead. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, he's from LA and everything. I'm sure he was a huge fan. So Jason played, Clark is Jerry West. Yeah. He played basketball in high school and everything. People know that cause he's a giant guy. Yeah. So he's probably a huge Lakers fan. So it's like, yeah, I want to do this. He paid them. Yeah. We talked about Will Ferrell definitely wanted to be in this and uh, he's just not. So, yeah, he's a local. Yeah. He from Irvine. Yeah. 
I don't think John C. Riley is. Although, no, I mean, he looks perfect for that role in, uh, in the trailer. I'm sure they could have done the same kind of thing with Will Ferrell, I suppose. Yeah, I believe I believe in Will Ferrell. If, if they made him do the role, that he could do something. Uh, I don't know. He's not John C. Riley, but I think he could have been fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder, is the show actually going to be in this style of like filmed like an old camera uh, that they had in the trailer? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I hope yeah, not. This is definitely something I'm looking forward to. So uh, it seemed like they went silent on it for a while. And then it's like, all right, March. Like, okay, great. Yeah. And so just a quick aside, some uh, photos of the uh, Nick Cage massive weight of unbearable talent or whatever movie finally uh, were shared. And uh, so it's a real movie. It looks well. The photos look fun. It's on this list. The trailer came out today. Oh, I have had a busy day. Yeah. I did not see it. Definitely worth watching. Uh, I don't know if this will be this will be good or not. It might be too aware of itself. Uh, but I enjoyed the trailer. It's it's got uh, Neil Patrick Harris as his friend. I don't know if he's playing Neil Patrick Harris or not. Uh, but yeah, it's Nicholas Cage is having fun in this trailer. Hmm. Uh, I think they sold him pretty easily on this concept. So. Yeah, if you didn't know, he's playing himself. He's been being paid to appear at a rich guy's birthday party. And man, they do it all the time. And I don't know what happens after that. There's this weird stuff. The trailer has some stuff. And you're like, okay, I don't know how they get to there, but all right, I'm in. I'm going to have to look that up then. Yeah, so that's coming out April 22nd. Uh, so all right, got, what, I've got what two is, more here. What are they? Uh, the first one is... Uh, Operation Fortune. It's a new Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, oh. He always has great cast. He's bringing back a lot of his uh, people he's worked with recently. So uh, Statham back again. So they just did a movie together uh, this year. But now they're, they got a new one coming out. From the uh, grave, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Hartnett, who was also in uh, Wrath of Man this year. He's he's coming back. Uh, Hugh Grant, who is in The Gentleman, is uh, in this cast. Uh, Carrie Elwes, who... Uh, and he was from Twister. He's from a lot of things. Uh, Princess Bride. Haven't seen him too much lately, but he's in this. That's cool. Yeah, he uh, was the dick in the minivan. Yeah. And uh, Aubrey Plaza in it. Who, that's, she's never worked with him before. Yeah, that's but, strange. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll use her humor. Yeah, so it looks like it's uh, Jason Statham's a you know, secret agent, of course. And... Josh Harnett's a rich actor, and he has to uh, train him, basically, to be a spy against Hugh Grant, because Hugh Grant, that's his favorite actor, is Josh Hartnett. And he's not playing Josh Hartnett. I wish he was. That would be pretty cool, but that would be pretty much like that Nicolas Cage movie. So Yeah, and then we'd make uh, fun of Hollywood Homicide. and Yeah. But it's nice to see him back. I think he always had. He always had the ability. You know, I love the faculty, so... Yeah, although it's the Calic thing went too far. Yeah. Well, I still I want to see this. I think uh, it's nice that Guy Ritchie is not making uh, Sherlock Holmes over and over. I didn't like those. So no, no one did. He gets to make his own movies now. Well, very good. And I got one more. I got one more here. This one is the uh, the craziest one of them all. So it's oh, called uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's coming March 22nd. It's uh, directed by the Daniels, is what they refer to themselves as. Uh, the uh, the filmmakers behind uh, Swiss Army Man. So uh, some they make some weird stuff. And this one looks very weird as well. It is a multiverse story starring uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, where she can see different versions of herself in different timelines and maybe uh, learn things from them. Uh, her husband is played by uh, short round. What short round from uh, Indiana Jones or data from the Goonies. His, Oh, his name in Indiana Jones is short round. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I'm sure that that's not his name. That's just what he calls them. Okay. <laughs> 
but yeah, he hasn't been in uh, too many things since the eighties. So he's now is it, a is that Ki Hua Kwan? I want to. I don't even want to try. Um, but yes, uh, yes, it so. is. <laughs> so that was really cool. It's like, hey, that's that's great, and I'm sure he could still do stunts and stuff. I don't know. Stunts. Yeah. If he could do a zip line, you know. Yeah, I guess. Have a, a gadgets in his cardigan. Yeah, but it looks like a crazy movie and my kind of thing. You know, a twenty four is behind yeah, it. I so. saw that at the beginning of the trailer. You're in already. Yeah. So this is coming pretty soon, March twenty second. So uh, if that all sounds right. all very confusing, the trailer actually makes more sense. I would say. Got it. All right, you ready to talk box office? Yeah, it was a weird week. Pretty low, but uh, 10.6 for West Side Story, 10 for Encanto, Ghostbusters Afterlife, 7.1, House of the Gucci, did 4.1, Eternals, 3.1, and Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, 1.7. Yeah, so... Notably, West Side Story was the the big release this week, and it's uh, I think the worst opening for Spielberg ever. Uh, and that's well, despite it's like, a play. Yeah, but you know we've changed, I guess, so much because movie musicals have done very well in the past. Uh, the there was a uh, the Russell Crowe one where it's like everyone's making fun of Russell Crowe because he shouldn't sing. That movie still made tons of money. What one is that? Uh, Les Mis. That was like Never 10 years it. ago. I, I didn't see it either, but I'm just saying it was a lot of people saw it. Well, uh, 10 years ago was different. Yeah, but this this got like incredible reviews. I mean, what is it? It's in the 90s and Rotten Tomatoes and got nowhere. Uh, does anyone actually look at Rotten Tomatoes anymore? Well, they have to now. The movies are back. So I just look at the meta score and there's not one on here. Well, gets an eight though with the audience. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Metacritic score for it. I'm sure too, but it just shows critic reviews and a link. I'm not clicking any of that crap. I see 93% Rotten Tomatoes, 86% Metacritic. That's like elite. So this Pretty is good. like, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this looks really good, and I don't care about musicals. Like, this just looks really well made, uh, and yet no one, no one cared. So Spielberg spent ten years studying. Uh, he lived in a play. Yeah, I believe it. To get this right. Uh, but it's, I know it's sad. It's like there there are some success stories this year at the box office, but it's like for the most part, it's like, no, like your movie is going to be sent out to die. So well, what it means is we're going to have less and less good movies and more and more shitty comic book movies. We'll no see. offense to comic book movies, but not all of them yeah. are amazing. So, yeah, well, I mean, also I mentioned earlier, but uh don't look up did come out in theaters, so it means it it got reviewed and it's it's in the fifties on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't which isn't great. It seems like uh, Adam McKay's movies have been trending downwards in reviews. Well, it is also a Netflix movie, to be so, fair. Yeah, but yeah, Netflix movies get good reviews sometimes. Uh, sometimes, yeah. So uh, that's not great here. I mean, uh, Tick Tick Boom is another Netflix movie, another musical. It's eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty good. Never heard of that either. Well, it's good according to the reviews yeah i don't know when's the last time you opened netflix um actually not often yeah honestly i've Uh, only watched one episode of the new season of narcos but i did want to talk about what's coming out this week because this will be an interesting week for box office all right um minamata that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> well, it comes out on the 15th. That's weird. Okay. Spider-Man. So the, some reviews came out for this already, and they are very good, but they kind of pick who they want to review the movie at first by who they allow to see it. So it's I would got a say... 72 on the Metascore here. Which is very good for a comic book movie. 98% in Rotten Tomatoes. With 81 in, reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has n- nothing uh, anymore. It matters to people. Just tell mm, them. Not to me. Okay. There are other people that care. Uh, that's very that's very high for this kind of movie, but 
it's probably uh, some. It'll probably drop it over time because they rate on pageantry. Who does? Rotten Tomatoes. They don't do anything. They just collect reviews. They don't do anything. Those reviewers rate on pageantry. So you're talking about Justin Chang of the Los Angeles Times, because that's probably who I don't know any of their okay. names. Okay, well that's who that's who one of the reviews is from. One of the eighty something reviews. But yeah, I deducted a point. All, right. All I'm saying is a good sign. That's a good score. I it's want to see the higher. movie, but yeah, I'm not going to look at the reviews. Higher than uh, the other Spider-Man's got, which got good reviews as well. So uh, that's exciting. But then there's also one other big movie coming out this week. And it's very different from it is not a franchise movie. Uh, That is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. So uh, I'm very interested to see how these two movies go up against each other. Because we know the pre-sale numbers on the Spider-Man movie are like incredible. Like if you want to go see this movie opening weekend, like you're probably already out of luck. So, uh, but will anyone go see Nightmare Alley? That is, that is a question. It's a wonderful cast. Yeah. But is that kind of movie just dead, especially going up against Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man, you're going to bring your kids. This movie, you're not. But the type of people, like those like people, they're just not going back to the movie theaters. People are only going back for like big franchise movies. So uh, I definitely want to see what happens here. The only movies I've seen so far in theaters were nobody. There was a movie before that I'd, I keep forgetting what I've seen. I've only seen three movies. And nobody was one of them. Uh, one of them was this weekend, and I won't say what it was until okay, a little bit later. Well, nobody came out like nine months ago. <laughs> I know. I haven't been to the theater since then. Long time. but Life is busy, Andy. All right, that's fine. But yeah, I just wanted to point out that there's these two, in my mind, big releases, and I wonder if Nightmarelli is just going to get destroyed. Will it even make $10 million? It's a good question. Should we call it here right now? Should we predict both of them? I don't want to. <laughs> Think Spider-Man does 75? Spider-Man, so they said with pre-sales, it's already going to do close to 200. Oh my God. Is this worldwide though? No, this is domestic. Like this good is this is going to be twice as good as any other movie ever released this year. So it's going to save the movie theaters. We will see, though. Okay. Well, yeah. Then I have no faith in your movie. If every person that goes to movies yeah. is already seeing that one, they just start showing Spider Man instead, and they're like, "You probably wanted to see Spider Man." Yeah. So. Damn. Yep. All right, well, I'll go $11 million just to, okay. to beat you, just in case. Okay, we'll have to find out later. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. All right, well, um, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed, your dog's leash is disgusting. Face the facts. Your dog pees on it on the walk, and then it just drags on the floor. It's three years old. It's time to swap that thing out. And this leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And if you plug in promo code Tony, that is T-O-N-Y at checkout, they're going to give you 65% off. So head to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. The dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Well, I've got a lot, so I can go quick. Okay, I have four. Okay. Well, I'll, I will start here uh, with a movie that just got mentioned like two minutes ago. Uh, Nobody. I bought the uh, the 4K disc of this, uh, only nice. to find out that it's coming to HBO uh, next month. But yeah, that it's was fine. Silly. <laughs> it's fine. I wanted to see it. It was a Black Friday deal. It was only I think seven bucks or something. So uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, I hadn't seen this, and I definitely wanted to see it. And it's definitely worth watching. It's it's worth watching mostly for one scene. I would say the last the last scene. So you've seen it, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, is just ridiculously good action. Just fun. yeah. And involves uh, an 80-something-year-old Christopher Lloyd shooting guns. Yeah. So, uh, Doc had an alternative <laughs> life. 
yeah, it's it is just John Wick again, but that's fine, and they'll probably make more of these because I think it was successful. So, oh yeah. Uh, and then uh, the next one, and then I'll, I'll let you do one of yours. Uh, another thing we've talked about so many, we've talked about this movie franchise the entire year, and I have proof of it. You'll find out next week. Uh, but I watched Lethal Weapon as well on HBO. Oh. Uh, you talked about it two weeks ago, I think it was. I uh, turned Chris- you on. Christmas movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, you know, Shane Black movie. He always makes his movies at Christmas. And uh, when I was reading it, I, I found it the first time that uh, Shane Black went to Sunny Hills High School in Fullerton. So he's an Orange County native. Oh, very I knew good. he was from here, but I didn't know he's from Orange County. So that's cool. Uh, and he, he did this and Predator. Uh, like he wrote, he wrote Lethal Weapon. They started making it, and then he convinced the studio to uh, put him in Predator, so he could uh, act and do some script changes while he's acting in the movie. So, uh, nice little start your, your career right there. Yeah, I'll you, say you're, you sell your screenplay, it becomes this big franchise, and you get to be in Predator. Um, Not bad. Something that I thought was really weird about this movie. Uh, there was so much ADR in this movie that like you probably never noticed when you're watching it on TNT. So on much what? ADR. So like, you know, when you, the uh, dialogue that's said in the studio, that's not captured on camera. Yeah. There was a scene where they're in uh, Danny Glover's boat and he gets up to talk to his wife. He never speaks. Yeah. <laughs> I know some like, of that. And I was just like, oh man, that's bad. But you probably would never know that. No, uh, camera or TVs were so shitty back then and theaters, everything was just grainy. Yeah. I saw that in The Godfather from 1990. There's a f- complete jump scene where yeah. like he's in the kitchen and they're holding him and then he, they're not. <laughs> like, and there's also a scene where Danny Glover like raps and it's like, that's definitely not even him because they don't show him doing it at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nope. They put that in later. Uh, also, some good some good eggnog in this movie. There's a scene where, you know, the guy is, uh, the rich guy is talking to, and he's got an entire display of eggnog. Did you catch that? I don't remember. He had the crystal bowl, like, out, but then just had, like, nine cartons of eggnog right next to it. Like, he hadn't poured it in there yet. Mm. I was like, ah, pretty cool. Very good. Good Probably. Good Christmas reference. Yeah. Uh, You ready for one of mine? Yeah. It's a perfect lead off. Uh. Reason being, I can't recall, is because I've got two of them fresh in my mind. I watched Lethal Weapon two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this one's not a Christmas movie, believe it or not. Um, I honestly don't. I didn't remember much of any of this, if anything. I, I don't remember the last time I'd seen it. Um, definitely only on like TNT or anything like that. Um, bits and pieces, kind of a thing. It's fun. It's still great. It's still Richard Donner. Uh, Again, Mel Gibson's crazy. He's Australian, then he's not. And <laughs> yeah, it's never explained. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that though. It's, like, eh, it's one of those things we'll never know. Um, it's good. Who's the Still bad got, guy in it? Uh, South Africans, but not like an actor. They even know. Uh, Joss Auckland, hmm. born in 1928. He's in the hunt for Red October. Okay. That's, that's pretty old. He's in Bill and Ted's uh, uh, ex bogus journey. Uh, D Nomalos. So, yeah. Don't know him. Sorry. Um, who else is in here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably just some henchmen people kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, they're South African uh, uh, government folk. So they have a diplomatic immunity. But uh, as Danny Glover says, it's just been revoked. <laughs> Pretty good. They have to like up up the uh, one liners in this. Yeah, we get deeper into the sequels. That's how it goes. Yep. All right. So, how many other things do you have? Uh, I still got four. Okay, I have three. Okay. You want to do one more? Yeah, let me do two. Sure thing. Uh, another Christmas movie I watched. That's also an adult Very Christmas good. movie. Finally, uh, Gremlins. Oh. Which uh can you really call it a christmas movie i, I no, really it's, it's bad too i go back i go back and forth uh if it's a christmas movie because there's no themes of christmas that really count in this movie 
It just happens to be during Christmas. Other than is, how her dad dies. Yeah, which I was going to say, that's a, a reference to Santa that uh, spoils the illusion. Uh, it's also just so stupid. It's like, that's not possible. Yeah, you would you'd think you'd know. Uh, but it's, it is it is so weird and totally out of place. And what's so strange about the first Gremlins movie is that like the f- first hour of it is pretty like straightforward and like reasonable. Uh, and it, and this movie is definitely scary at times. It's like a pretty straightforward, like almost horror movie. Uh, and then like, why are the Gremlins so wacky when they come out? And it's not really explained when everything was like explained. And then it's just like, I don't know. There's going Christmas Carolyn now. And where do they get little tiny sweaters? We don't care. It's just funny. So hey, don't worry about uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do they know how to rewire an old lady's uh, chair to shoot her out of a building? I don't know. It's funny. It's like they're all gremlins. That's <laughs> what they do on their land. And it is funny. So it's uh, I <laughs> it's just the, the first hour of it. It's very like serious. <laughs> it's like building up these scary creatures. Then it's like, actually, they're funny. It's like. All right, you got me. You got me. Uh, Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg. They they did it. But yeah, I don't know how much of a Christmas uh, feeling I got while watching it. But yeah, still a fun movie. I've I've seen that's the thing. I've seen the I've seen the last bit of this movie probably a hundred times because it was on TV and it was at that point. I'm like yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the end of this. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, but but the beginning I haven't seen. Like it's like oh, Judge Reinhold's in this movie. Cool. Yeah, you always catch the same like spot of a show when it's on TV. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, because you're you never going to record or rewind or anything. You're never going to get it when it's just been five minutes. It's always going to be yeah. deep into it. So you always tune in right after, you know, Malkovich takes over the plane or Danny Trejo's arm gets just like ripped off of yeah. his body in his little cage in the uh, plane. It's like those are the like, those are the spots. Yeah, there is. There is. A, Con Air is referenced in that uh, Nicholas Cage a wonderful trailer, film. So, yeah. And the worst ever, though, is when you tune in and they're crawling, like, and they're, uh, or not crawling, they're on the fire truck going oh, right. under the tunnel. It's like, God and damn it, I missed the whole movie. You know what you missed. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. All right. Well, Gremlins is on HBO. Uh, it's still worth watching, but it is weird. Yeah. There's no way you can make something like that and be like a big budget Spielberg movie. That's like, no, it's too weird for today. Um, you'd have to have make a 24s gremlins. Yeah, maybe they will. All right. Well, I'm going to do one more then turn it back to you. We'll figure this out. Uh, I'll be, I'll go quick. I, I rewatched the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies and in, in anticipation of the, oh, the new you. one. So uh, I'm all ready. Uh, I need this one to be really good. So I'm, I'm encouraged by these good reviews uh, because even though I've liked them individually as movies, the arc of the story has been kind of weird in that like Tom Holland doesn't fight in New York or like he's fighting in suburban Queens in the first movie. And then he goes to Europe in the second movie. And it's like, I need to see some big buildings and shit and like flying through downtown Manhattan and stuff. So uh, I'm hopeful this, this movie delivers. And I think it will because it's bringing back all those, uh, all the old villains and everything. So, yeah. All right. Very good. You ready for mine? Yep. I finished season three of Succession. And I really quick, I was just, I like looking up different things, uh, stats about the actors in it and whatnot. So Alan Ruck plays famously Connor Roy, the oldest son. The He's the oldest, if you watch the Mm-hmm. The third, the finale, you, you know what I'm talking about. He's only 10 years younger than Brian Cox, Logan Roy, his dad. Really? Wow. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Brian Cox also just, he looks really old. I mean, he's born in 46. Alan Ruck does not look like he's born in 56. He's Mel Gibson at his age, which, oh my gosh, I'm just putting together. I believe they're the exact same ages of Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Respectively. Wait, so Alan Ruck's the same age as Mel Gibson? Yeah. So when he was playing a high school kid, Mel Gibson was playing a detective who already had his wife killed. Yeah, and he, he had already much. like he had wandered the wasteland for ten years in Australia before even getting to yeah, America. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird how sometimes 
We never can guess ages. Yeah. And uh, just for fun, uh, his now, I don't want to give too much away, fiance uh, plays Willa, uh, Justine Loop. She's born in 89. So uh, pretty decent uh, age gap there. But I mean, it goes with the the territory of the, the style of the show. But season three was wonderful. Did you watch any of it? You're probably not watching an ounce of it yet, huh? I've never watched it. You're gonna it's been wait on my list forever for season four to be finished, so that yeah. the show is done. Then you're gonna watch it all and get it on 4K. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that was I, I. I followed some of the crazy stories about uh, Jeremy Strong this week. I didn't put it on uh, the list of stuff, but of like him personally or the show of him personally that he's like what's he doing like a, he's like a crazy method actor and everything oh i believe and he that. like creeps people out on on the set of the show and like he believes like his in his character that like he's like obviously i'm my character so hmm. it's like well that's probably not healthy for the show which is about them like competing and stuff so yeah <laughs> race to the top of the stairs um but yeah, I think we need to give more credit to Brian Cox as an actor. I mean, he's just one of those people who's pretty old. He's not going to be around for forever. Troy, X-Men 2, all those years ago. Uh, he's wonderful. Well, you're forgetting the biggest one of all. Super yeah, Troopers. Super Troopers, of course. Yeah, yeah. he bites the soap. Yeah. He, I'm sure that was real soap. He's, he's yeah. committed. That's true. Um, but he's just, he's terrific. Uh, I wonder how much you could act, like he could charge on like that dumb cameo app to ha- have him say fuck off. Yeah, and it would carry so much weight. Yeah, oh, this exactly. Is, this like, is serious. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this season's just as strong as any other. Uh, I also like uh, we had heard a thing early on going into the season that COVID wasn't going to be a thing because it doesn't have impact people that are at this level. Um, and so there's nothing about it i mean this whole show is you know supposedly like real life kind of a thing and there's not a lick of COVID talk which is just terrific um but it's a great season and it leaves you just demanding for season four which will be like nine years from now i don't think so i mean alan ruck come on we're, we don't have much time <laughs> they took a long time between this season well blame COVID to yeah, get it going yeah, but that does happen I think by now they're they're in a groove and they'll be able to lock this thing uh, in. And I don't know. I don't remember when their traditional start would be if it was like January or. I'd say within 2022, we're going to be hearing about season four starting. Yeah. All right. How many things do you have left? I have two. I've got two. All right. You want to do one? Uh, yeah. So I'm way, way late on this, but I finally finished uh, only murders in the building and. Oh, wow. uh, from what I heard, it was a good ending, and they, yeah, they were right. That was a, it's a fun mystery, and uh, I do wonder when they decided, if if you watch this, that they, uh, kind of a cliffhanger to set up a new mystery, and like, when did they decide to do that? I wonder if they filmed uh, not that, and then they're like, after you know, they released it for a week or something, like, hey, people, people really like this, so yeah, because like, there's but- really no reason for that to exist, but. I mean, I'm in on anything that Martin Short and Steve Martin are in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 end there. There's like they're them on the rooftop, and they're just kind of joking with each other. It's like, yeah, I think it's a good idea to make more of these, even if it doesn't really make sense in the story. Yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah, uh, we're not yeah, going to get <laughs> not going to get that much more from them. They're never going to be in a huge Hollywood movie together anymore. Just just doesn't exist. How about Father of? the grandfather mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't see it happening uh, i'm pretty uh, sure disney is rebooting that that is what's gonna happen that's what you do now kevin hart is you take an identifiable identifiable name and then you make yeah, a disney plus audience of it yeah. then you call it home sweet father of the bride i'm not watching <laughs> a movie with kevin hart walking down the aisle as the rock son i don't think that's what would happen I hope not. I don't think Kevin Hart would be The Rock's son in that movie. I agree. <laughs> Tell the studio. Yeah. Um, but you think with the success of Succession, they could just bring back Kieran Culkin, right? Perhaps. Make him the star. 
Or he'd be the yeah. guy that appears in it in the well, reboot. They already had Buzz. Yeah. So, so they have to then do. They can get Buzz. <laughs> they can't get Fuller. <laughs> but I'm saying he was the kid in Father of the Bride. Yeah, but nonetheless. Yeah. So if they do get, a reboot. Uh, Adrian Brody looking guy. Okay. I don't know. So wait, are you done talking about murders in the building? I am. Yeah. (laughs) I watched for my next one on NBC's Peacock with ads for free. The fat man from 2020. Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. Unlike you've ever seen him before. And uh, Walton Goggins is a Santa Claus hating assassin. And so this world does have Santa and kids. Not a lot of kids get gifts. Some kids get coal if you're bad. And so if you grow up, you might have some spite within you. And uh, Walton okay, Goggins yeah. is a man who hates Santa and he actually buys things. He, he paid $900 for a, uh, a wood baseball bat that a guy got from Santa and they have like a, a, you know, thing built into them. You know, it says made by Santa and his workshop or something like that for the authenticity. Um, and he just collects all of these things. What he's going to do with them? Who knows? Uh, maybe I missed that, but I, I don't know. It's not that big of a part of the story, but this little kid gets a coal and then hires him to, to go kill Santa. And there's a lot of action and uh, it's gritty. Uh, okay. It's good. It's fun. It's different. The U.S. government and military is involved. <laughs> As they should be. If, if there fun. was a Santa, wouldn't you want the government to be involved? No, they would be involved. They'd he probably should, bill him. He'd need a permit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need to make sure the toys are up to standards. These reindeer have all yeah. their shots. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Got to spread rabies. So, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that for over a year now. You sat through the ads to do it. There was only like three or four ads. Oh, the first bad. one was like two minutes. The second one, like they got shorter each time, was maybe a minute and a half, then 45 seconds. Then it was like 15 seconds. Yeah, it's a good on you, Peacock. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. All right, what's your last one, right? Yeah, the last thing was uh, The Matrix. So I own this movie. and The first one. Uh, yes, I'm excited okay. about the uh, the new one coming out. So I, I watched my movie that I own. Uh, but for the sequels, I will have to watch them on HBO Max, which they are on. Uh, also, the Animatrix, the little animated uh, series of short films, is also on HBO Max. The entire, entire series is there for you because they really want people to watch the new one. Um, but... I don't, I don't know when the last time I watched the original movie. Probably a couple years. I watched it once since I bought it, but uh, it's still so great. It's like you can't... They couldn't even come close to really replicating the magic of that first movie uh, with the sequels because what's so brilliant about it is the first 30 minutes of that movie, you don't know any of the story of what is actually happening. So you're like along for the ride with it, and it's so well done. That like You just think he's he's a hacker who's... Uh, being recruited by these other hackers and all oh, the government agents might be after him. And it's like, oh, no, it's something way different. And it's like you lose that with any sequels because you already know what, you're, what it is going into it, uh, but still works on a rewatch. So uh, and of course, just for the era, just incredible special effects and everything. So uh, still one of the, the greatest movies ever. And now I get to watch the sequels and see if I can make sense of them. Because <laughs> I couldn't when I was 16. Yeah. But I'm still very optimistic about this new one. And I think they I think they know that the sequels didn't work and they're going to figure something out. So, uh, But The Matrix is still very good. So if all you want to do is just watch the first movie from 1999 again, that's fine. It's worth doing. Okay. Uh, when does the new one? Is it Christmas Day? I think it's the twenty second. So okay. Wednesday, because uh, yeah, they don't want things coming out the twenty fourth. So yeah, that makes sense. 
All right. You ready for my final? Yes. In the theaters. Oh. I watched The House of Gucci. This stars phenomenal cast here. Uh, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, Selma Hayek from downtown, and Lady Gaga. Uh, this is a lengthy, full movie. Um, two hours, nearly 40 minute runtime. And uh, yeah, it's about the, you know, the rise and slump and demise of the Gucci family. And uh, Jeremy Irons and Al Pacino are the two sons of Guccio Gucci, who's not in the movie. He's you know, since passed. These two are you know pretty old in, in, in the beginning of the movie. They each have one son. One is Jared Leto, and uh, he's an idiot, but he's Al Pacino's idiot. And uh, the other is uh, Maurizio, or uh, Adam Driver, and he's Jeremy Irons' son. And there's some romance and blah blah blah, and uh, and then uh, you fall a falling out, and then a falling in. And uh, Al Pacino's character is wonderful; he gets screwed over. And uh, there's some, you know, egos in the way, and uh, you know, you blah blah blah. I don't want to give too much of it away. I don't know; it's only been theaters a few weeks. Um, there's not there's not like action or anything like that, but there's a lot of drama and a little bit of humor here and there peppered in. He rides and a bike. It's plenty of action. He rides a bike, yeah. It shows you, you know, what Europe looks like since no one's allowed to go there anymore. And um it's good. I mean, it's Ridley Scott and uh I remember there was a thing like the lady that uh Lady Gaga plays, Patrizia Reggiani never met with her and uh i didn't know any of the story and i'm not going to give any of it away um to you know she's like you think if she was going to play me she she would want to meet me and it's like no fuck that lady uh she shouldn't meet her (laughs) like she's a piece of shit um and that's all i'll say about that uh but it's good great cast uh i also left the movie never wanting to own anything from gucci I don't yeah. own, I've never have owned anything of Gucci. It's incredibly expensive stuff. Uh, but I don't know. They do the little fact sheet at the end, like uh, Big Short does. It's like, mm, not for me. Well, I mean, you see that. What does it even mean? Like, what did it even mean when they owned it? But now. Well, when they owned it, there it, was one thing where uh, they give a shoe that they don't make anymore. That's like yeah. one uh, like of maybe 10. I don't know what it is. They don't say, but they're they're hard to come by. They don't sell them. You can't get them. The one of them's in like the you know museum of art or something. And uh, this you know rich Middle Easterner has one, and he's wearing it. And he's like, ah. he's like, take it off. Look under the heel, uh, like on the inside of the shoe. There's a gold leaf. He's like, I put those in there until I couldn't anymore. They got way too expensive. But I just loved that. It's like Gucci in 1990, 1985 was probably just phenomenal. There was like however many stores that were not in malls. That was a whole thing. They didn't want to be in malls, but Al Pacino's character did want them to be in malls just so they could expand. But like, I don't know, it was service and a half back then. And now it's not even close to that. Um, it's about making a buck. They had these cows that were sacred basically. And that's where they're like the family of these cows for generations have been you know making the leather goods for them. And so they, blessed them they you know treated them well and all that kind of stuff uh it was interesting uh but then you just see how everything kind of turns to shit and uh it's all about making more money yeah i mean that's everything everything just becomes a name a license yeah like what does it mean yeah so i mean it's it's good it's long though like i said don't see this in a theater that doesn't have reclining seats or just wait for it to come to your home. Um, Cause yeah, like I said, two hour, 38 minute, minute runtime. If you get there for the trailers, oh, you're well into 33 hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it could have been longer. There was a oh, lot. Sure. This story is very dense. Yeah. 
like the whole Salma Hayek character and what happened. Yeah, she only had a few scenes. Uh, I imagine a bunch of that was cut. That could have been an entire miniseries. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was entertaining. Good theater experience going back. Yeah, went to anything. And Edwards, and uh, they need to hire more kids. I hate this no one works anymore kind of thing. Like there were four people working in there and it was a full theater. And like, there's no one to check your tickets. You have to go wait in line to buy a snack to get your ticket. Okay. That sounds weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience, but, but yeah, that's how it's a house of Gucci. Anything else to add before we uh, conclude on this over hour long pod? Yeah, we went long. Nope. I'm done. All righty. Well, uh, We'll see you in 2022, but uh, after this, look for our best of 2021 podcast to drop, and uh, that'll wrap us up for episode 220 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had off road into the matrix, Andy. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.